This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now back to On the Block with Stricken Austin on 93 Ticket and the TicketFM.com. Here on the block, still chatting college football realignment and such. Plenty of things to, to get back to, to plenty of you know roads to, to go down. I want to go down this one. So at some point, there's going to be either a conference commissioner or an athletic director, someone that's going to say something along the lines of what I did. But to your point, Nick, yeah. it's going to be because they're looking long-term, right? In the short term, they're going to be someone that causes a lot of headaches. Oh, just go to big conferences for everything. We'll yeah. figure it out later. But this athletic director, this executive, whoever it is, if they're able to pull it off, if they're able to build a coalition that completely separates football, yet brings in the money for the entire athletic department, keeps travel to a minimum, uh, keeps fans engaged by giving them drivable road games yeah. um, for other sports, their legacy in college sports is going to be that of a savior. They will be the one that helps move college football into making hundreds of billions of dollars while still maintaining hundreds of millions for other sports, for still maintaining all those opportunities for student athletes in other activities. Someone needs to be that person that has that historical legacy. I just think, I mean, as, as I said before we went to break, like, and we can't blame commissioners and the 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 people in charge for thinking this way, but the the idea that all right, yeah, it's everything's going to be solved and every problem is going to be fixed by everybody joining major conferences, and we don't need a governing body, we don't need somebody to tell us, hey, we need to do this rule universally, and this is how it needs to be from top to bottom. That's great because they're thinking, all right, the more teams I get, the better quality of teams I get the more money I'll be able to receive in our big 10 or on our conference payout per school annually in eight years. And for another 10 years after that. Right. But my thing is 30 years down the road, 25 years down the road. I think a lot of these schools and a lot of these uh, conferences are going to say, man, maybe we shouldn't have done this. We don't know. And, and this is another reason why a lot of conferences, especially the big 10 have gone to shorter term deals you don't know what the landscape looks like. You don't know what the landscape looks like in college football. Mm -hmm. You don't know who, what teams are good at that point in college football. You don't know what, um, and that's like, we had a text where it was like, why doesn't Alabama, Ohio state, USC, all these schools just break off into one big conference. Well, frankly, they don't know if they're going to be the Ohio state and Alabama's that we know when Nick Saban leaves, when Ryan day leaves in 25 in 20 years, when those coaches aren't there, they don't know what they look like. And, and they might be fine, but are they going to be the powerhouses that are now? 
So with that in mind, I just think that at times we're going with this mindset and you can't blame it because it's the human element. Can't blame them of the, when can I, how can I get the most money the quickest? And it's this way. It's the way that they're operating right now and throughout this, this uh, conference realignment. But long-term wise, as you said, Austin, um, you make a good point where it's how can I sustainably make money and make billions and billions of dollars 40, 40 years down the road. So I, I, I want to tap, attach myself to that, what you just said. I look at it from this standpoint also. When you, what I see is, and what I hope to not happen. So the point that you just made, Nick, but then this other point that I see, when I look at these conferences going to this level, what I'm afraid of is at some form or at some point it becomes UConn, women's, UConn mm -hmm. women's, Tennessee women's, where you just have these one conferences, these one schools, and it's just You're right. total just annihilation of any and all things. What I would hope and what I wonder about is what if an outlier happens where it's a school that's not in the, in, in the big two plus one that just blows up? What happens with them? Are people trying to, are, are, you, are you trying to pull them into the fold? Um, because now it's, I'm not talking about one year outlier. I'm talking about, they come in and they just start saying, you know, kids at some point get to a point where they're like, bump that. I want to go and do something different. Yeah. I want to go somewhere. And then you start pulling groups along similar to just similar to what they did at Michigan for that, that span where they had the fab five, where they, they just got together and they said, let's go make a name at this spot us. So that's what I'm wondering. What happens when outliers happen? That's where I think we can go back to history a little bit, but not fully. I feel bad right now for Boise State, who has a lot of disadvantages, being in Boise, Idaho, in the middle of nowhere, not talent rich. If they were having their incredible run five years ago, four years ago, they're in the Pac-12 or they're in the Big 12 right yeah, now. Yeah, they're a UCF. So the reason Except UCF... With, with a worse recruiting base. Yeah, the, the reason UCF and Cincinnati are in the Big 12 yeah. right now is they timed their run. runs right. Their run came at the right time. Good, Dang. Austin. That's deep. Dang. That's what I'm saying. Isn't it crazy? Because what happens when that happens? Well, and, and unfortunately, I mean, when a when a Boise State does eventually make a run or a team like a UCF or a Cincinnati, Cincinnati is a perfect example because they actually got in the playoff. Mm -hmm. A team like Cincinnati that made a run a few years ago, all the like, okay, they're gonna get with us with a 12 or maybe even a 16 team playoff, they'll get a shot. They, they might get like they might be, you know, the 16 seed. They're gonna might be the 14 seed. It might not be rightfully seeded. They're going to get a shot, but man, they're going to have to play the number one, number two team right out of the gate. That's that's how they're. That's that is going to be the unfortunate piece of it is because they're going to be an outlier. Everybody's going to universally agree that yeah, they deserve to be in in some capacity, mm -hmm. but the capacity that they're that the committee is going to choose is that they believe they they belong in a seed between eight, either eight and twelve or twelve and sixteen, depending on how many teams are in the format. And with that, with that understanding of they're going to have to play the number one, number two, number three, or number four team in the country right out of the gate. And it puts them at a disadvantage because they're not going to be able to put them any higher because the things, the parameters that they look for, the strength of schedule, the, the difficulty of road games, the point differential, 
it's not going to have as much substance as a team in the, one of those power the conferences, conferences, right? Because right? you're going to say, okay, what's more powerful, Cincinnati beating Memphis by 28 or Alabama beating LSU by 13? Mm-hmm. You're, mm-hmm. That's, that's going to be the conversation every time. And with the money, with the TV deals, with all the rights and the connections and the partnerships, they're going to lean SEC or lean at Big Ten. Um, and so that's what's that's where you're going to be. So is the, they're never going to be having an actual fair chance. So my question then becomes also with these outlier situations, right? So we're saying right now beneficiaries are like Utah because of their their football runs as of late. Yeah. Um, Houston because of how they've done just as a program because Houston TCU? was yeah. was like Houston was like you you used to think about Houston be like. Well, which are we surprised that Utah's being talked to the Big what? Twelve rather than the the Big Ten, for that right, matter? Right. It, it feels. I mean, especially with a BYU. Maybe it's because of a BYU. And they, they're part of that four corners with Colorado, Arizona. I just feel like Utah fits in the Big Ten way better than the Big Twelve, and we just, there just hasn't been a whole lot of traction in that regard. So what happens to like SMU's, and oh, what happens yeah. to like Colorado State's? Save big money and transform your home with new appliances now at Menards. We offer the lowest prices and the largest in-stock appliance selection ready to take home today. Check out top appliance brands, including KitchenAid, Maytag, Whirlpool, Amana, and Criterion. Upgrade your home and save big money on new appliances at Menards. Shop our entire selection of appliance options online today at Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. And where does San Diego State, who's now just kind of emerged a little bit, what happens to Fresno State, who's had outlier runs themselves too, right? Like, yeah. I'm, that's what I'm really thinking about. I'm, I'm looking at this and like, gosh darn it. Like, a lot of people are going to get left out of the fold. So Stuart Mandel actually had a really interesting um, conversation or tweet earlier about San Diego State. And remember, San Diego State told the Mountain West, hey, we're going to leave and we're going to go join the Pac-12. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, Mountain West was like, well, guess what? You have to pay us $17 million to leave. And San Diego State was like, you know what? Never mind. We're good. Stuart Mandel made this this uh, thing or tweet right here. San, San Diego State could go from having to pay $17 million to exit 34? the, to exit the, the Mountain West for the Pac-12 to what's left of the Pac-12 coming to the Mountain West. Wow. No exit fees to leave the Pac-12. Think about that reversal. Yeah. You you almost you were San Diego State, who's been a, a perennial bowl team, right? They they've had a couple good eight nine win seasons, maybe even fewer wins than that. I'm not no San Diego State expert, um, but here they were. They were like, you know what? We're going to join the pack. We're going to join a power conference. We're going to be one of the reasons. They're not going to get thirty more million dollars because of us. But hey, we're gonna we're gonna make our our living in the Pac-12. And we're going to join. We're going to start this movement of group of five teams that are on the upper echelon of group of five teams, like the Boise's, like the Utah States, even yeah. like the uh, the San Diego States. We're going to join a power conference. We're going to do this. And they tried to take that leap, and they told they got told no because they couldn't afford the seventeen million dollar exit fee. Well, now you almost you paid. you waited three weeks for now. What is about to be Oregon State, Washington State? coming to you a dead you almost paid 17 millions for nothing. to go into the dead that's like basically saying this let me let me give you let me give you an analogy then you're gonna go where do i go now and the mountain west is gonna be no, we don't want go. to sorry right. pal sorry we're gonna we're gonna take oregon state and washington state you guys have Bye-bye. fun in the sunbelt good luck 
But here, here's here's just a I just want to paint a picture, Austin, of what that looks like. Let's go, Bob Ross. There is there's land being sold right now. This land is great, it's in a great location. Um, you know, the name of the place is called Chernobyl. <laughs> okay, it's called Chernobyl. Um, but yo, hey. It's not going to cost you nothing to live there, about five grand. You can get acres and acres for five grand. It's in Chernobyl. Chernobyl. But so basically, you pay to leave Florida to go to Chernobyl. Chernobyl is Chernobyl, and it's freaking loaded with all types of radiation. You almost killed yourself yep. by paying $17 million to go into a dead zone. You paid $17 million to die. Yep. And Chernobyl. you could have you could have waited. But see, that's where now now to take it a step further. Talk to him. That's the risk. We just talked about it last hour. Oregon and you Washington aren't getting slices of the pie because they didn't take a leap of faith. USC and UCLA are getting a full slice, full slice. because they took the leap of faith. Here's San Diego State trying to do that same thing and say we're we wanted to be one of the teams that the Pac 12 now thanks and appreciates more than maybe some other schools that aren't because they weren't the first ones. And then they got rejected. It's just, it's just wild to think about USC, UCLA. They get rewarded because they take a leap of faith. Oregon, Washington don't take a leap of faith. They're not going to get rewarded as well. They're going to have stability in the big 10 conference, but now the San Diego States of the world are saying, yeah, let's do this. We're ready to be, try to be all, we're going to be David in this Goliath battle and we're just going to try to get up there with our slingshot. The slingshot hits Goliath in the head. Goliath catches it off his head, it right back down into David. <laughs> and San Diego State's like, well, crap. I can't do well, anything about the, it. The Mountain West and its exit fee saved San Diego, San Diego State from itself. Bingo. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is another situation, too, where you talk about Oregon State and Washington State kind of getting left out in the cold. The difference in sports culture and even political culture between the Pacific Northwest and what happened with the Texas schools as they moved from the Southwest to the Big 12. Remember, Baylor was in danger of getting left behind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Baylor wasn't coming. Mm-hmm. Baylor wasn't going to be included. But someone important in the Texas state legislature had a Baylor degree. And I think it was the governor said, you're not going to the Big 12 if Baylor's not in there. That's how Baylor survived. Like, they use their political connections to get themselves in. Tech was in. They were fine. Lower, lower down. But yeah. Texas was going to be there. AM, you know, second richest school was going to be there. And look, Houston, the big old city was like, <laughs> stepped on like a bug. Yeah. Uh huh. Well, and even TCU for a while. Yeah. Yeah. The, just the, the wow. politics behind the scenes that, that plays into all this is so different from region to region because Oregon State and Washington State are host. Yeah. Like, Pullman yeah. and Corvallis. Oh yeah. Are you kidding me? Oh yeah. I don't I couldn't tell you how to get there. I don't oh, know yeah. the best way there. Arizona and Arizona State are lucky that they share border regions. I wish you guys could have Which... seen Fort Worth. I was there before they went to the Big 12. I wish you could have seen TCU's campus. No, nothing like it as now. It was ugh. it's beautiful now. It's beautiful now. Yeah. It was ugh. yeah. Like you you go to the stadium and be like, well, Damian Thompson played in that. Yeah, it was terrible. So it's amazing what it can well, do by you, you know, just just the I mean, fact that you change the culture. Guys, there. here's here's also a, a little sad part of it. A team like Oregon State in this case, you somewhat feel for him. Yeah, Jonathan are, Smith has had him on the up and up. John, John, I I love Jonathan Smith. First year head coach doesn't ask for a whole lot of money. Takes it from an Oregon State team that, frankly, 
didn't have the resources to pay a really good head coach. So they were going to be like, listen, we have to go out and get a mediocre guy or we take a gamble. And they shout out to them. They took a gamble on Jonathan Smith and Jonathan Smith works his tail off and has gotten him to a bowl team. Right. And now as soon as like they have DJ, they got a big, one of the bigger name transfers in the entire country, Mm -hmm. got a bigger transfer quarterback name than Nebraska did Mm. uh, to go to Corvallis. And what's there, what are they going to have to show for it in three years? They're going to have, they're going to take all these steps forward only to get drug back 20 steps when the college football landscapes completely changed and they're left out, they're going to have to go to the mountain West and we're going to have that same thing where they're going to be viewed it viewed as a group of five school where you're going to say, well, they're going to be a, if they, if they have an undefeated year and they beat everybody in mountain West and they have one, one game against a, a formidable opponent, I guess it's going to be, well, they beat Washington state by 30. What's that do for them? Um, not a whole lot, not a whole lot lot because look where Washington state's at. Not a whole lot. We've been better. You know, are you going to put Penn state? It'd been better to beat Indiana. Hey, Penn state, Penn state only lost, but lost to the number one team. Penn state only lost to the number one team in the country by three on a last second field goal. Are we going to put one lost Penn state in, or are we going to put undefeated Oregon state in a hundred percent? One lost Penn state. Every every time, every time, every time. We saw that with Boise State and TCU getting left out in the BCS, yeah, because the strength of schedule wasn't there. Let's take another break, Nick. You've been on for an extra hour. Man, we're sick of you. You're here. sick of us. We appreciate yep, you. Uh, I'm sick around. For th- I'm going to go with Thursday, Thursday though. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say hi to, uh, hey, hi to Uncle Kev. Excellent. So he'll still be around, but Strick and I will uh, take over, keep some conversations going, maybe branch off a little bit. Strick, you brought up the NBA, maybe being in, in a precarious situation as well. Yeah, I think they could be in a dead, a dead spiral potentially. Maybe we jump yeah. off into that as we continue on the block. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. <laughs> 